this was one of those decisions that was like the best decision of my life. You know, I think this is going to be one of those pivotal decisions for something that's that special to me. Like, so a couple months of work for something like that is absolutely 10,000% worth it. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Hey, I want to share something with you that might be surprising to hear. First of all, you'll know from hearing hundreds of other conversations with people who have successfully made career changes on the podcast that it could be a pretty all-consuming thing. It takes time, takes energy, right? So you know that you don't want to be in the work you're doing now. And if you haven't figured out what you want to move to instead, and you're already burned out from working super long days in your current job, well, that whole career change thing can quickly end up taking a backseat. Makes it pretty challenging, right? But what What if I told you that it is possible to figure out new career that's a perfect match for your values, your interests, all of those pieces, even if you don't have the time to make a career change? I just work a 13-hour day, (laughs) like a crazy stressful 13-hour day, and I'm just just burnt out. That was just my normal job, not even the actual job search. That's Eric Murphy. He was working as an engineer for a gas company. And that role looked great on paper, but over time he realized that the company he was with no longer felt the right fit. See, since he started working there, his values had shifted, which changed how he felt about the job, how he felt about his employer. And by the way, this is something that's really common as people move through their careers. What you want when you were, you know, 25 isn't the same thing you want when you're 35, 45, 55, beyond. Right, So he knew he wanted to work for an organization that gave back to the world. But when he came to us for help, he didn't know how to figure out the right career fit. And he definitely didn't know how he was going to make the time to do it because he's already working 10 to 14 hour days in a lot of cases. In our conversation, you're going to hear the steps that Eric took to get clear on what he needed from his work and his next opportunity and how he targeted companies that aligned with his career needs. And most importantly, how to work alongside his demanding schedule. I guess the more people get to know me is I think about stuff like a lot. I'm a very existential philosophical, thoughtful dude. And sometimes, sometimes maybe to a fault, but it's also what I guess drives me. And I started this job and it was, it was about two years in. And I I realized that while, while it was a very good job or it was good job with good people, it didn't fit my values. So the reason why I live is to, it sounds cheesy and corny, but is basically to make the world a better place. And I've found, I, I saw this video about this thing called defective altruism about two years ago that kind of changed my life and changed the way that I look at things. And it's basically how to effectively make the world a better place. And how a lot of people do that is by u- using their career capital to give to effective charities. And the company I was working at, I, I was 
making a decent amount of money, but it was, it was, I also worked at a fossil fuel company and I care a lot about climate change. So that was a challenge for me and it, I wasn't exactly the best fit. So I was looking for a career where I would be a better fit and also be able to achieve my goal of effective altruism. So that's, that's why I came to you was to find a career that fit my values and had a work culture that also fit those values, but to where I could pursue my personal goals of making enough money to get to charities, basically. That has fascinated me as we've gotten to have conversations over the, over the last few months here. And from everything that I know about you, it was, it was kind of a, I'm going to use the word juxtaposition mostly just because I want to use the word juxtaposition, but, it's a good uh, word to use. <laughs> but it, it really kind of described your situation a little bit in that, like you're, you're there, you're earning good money, you're making a decent living and, and you've got friends and all, all this other stuff that is really, really good. But at the same time, it's like pulling at who you are because, you know, you have this passion for uh, renewable energy. You have a passion to, um, as you said, change the world. And I've seen you make good on that with how you act and how you behave and how you you know spend your money and all kinds of things along those lines. So I believe that you walk the walk when you say that or walk the talk or whatever, however you describe that. Pick your cliche, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I do the best I can. Nobody's perfect, obviously. But what I found that my current job that's about to switch over to a new job was it just wasn't sustainable because there's a I don't know the exact statistic but they I've heard people that are altruistic to the point of self-sacrifice to the point where they just give and give and give not thinking about themselves in compared to someone who gives altruistically but still focuses on what they need the second person that focuses on themselves as well as other people gives better in every measurable metric. So what I found, I, I found that my other job was, it just wasn't sustainable and it just wasn't a good fit and it wasn't going to work out for too much, too much longer. So a change had to be made. <laughs> so let's jump to the end here for a second. You've just recently really recently mm -hmm. accepted a new position. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what that is and what you get to do and how you feel about that. Well, um, I, I guess I'll start with the last question, how I feel about it. I, I feel super excited. There's, there's a little bit of nerves mainly because I'm moving to a new city. Um, and I think everything, um, and pro probably cause I also rethink things a lot, <laughs> but, um, but it's, it's awesome. I'm very excited to go um, go to this new job. There, what they do is they they pretty much are experts in building code, fire code, structural code, and essentially what they do every single day is review plans and basically make sure that buildings comply to code. Which what that translates to to me is making sure that buildings are safe, which is which is very very fulfilling to me. And the com company culture is, uh, I, I got to go out there for three days to meet everybody and um, meet the owner. And they flew out there. and Yeah, yeah. The company culture was like nothing I've ever experienced. And that, that was one of the main things that 
really sold me about this job. In addition to that, the mentorship that I'm going to get from my my future coworkers and the owner of this company is second to none. Um, I'm going to learn so much and be able to have so many skills that is that that are going to basically make me much more marketable in the future. And that it's this is a definitely an awesome company and a company that I have honestly right now I have intentions to spend my career at. So um, that's a very exciting, very awesome thing. I get to, I get to live, the, the company is in the Bay Area, and I, so I get to live in a place that I've always wanted to live. Like you said, I'm a 49ers fan. Um, <laughs> also a Golden State Warriors fan. I'm a little bit more excited about them right now. <laughs> <laughs> fair, uh, fair. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to live. The, um, it's, the company is a, a very good fit for me and specifically the people at this company are going to support me to grow into the person that I want to become, which is, which is awesome. Okay. So I don't know how it seems to you, but I'm looking at this just as a, as a whole entire situation. So you were in a job that really didn't line up with a lot of your values. Yes. Um, maybe you thought it did when you originally joined and everything along those lines, but as you got more information, uh, it went over time, realized that there was a disconnect there. I, I would correct that just a little bit. Um, so it lined up with my values when I first signed up for the job, but, um, unfortunately I, I got this job right out of college and I changed a lot from yeah. when, when I graduated college to now. So my values changed. Mm. I, and not that it's a bad thing to want to go to work and provide for a family. That's it's not, it's not a bad thing whatsoever. But for me, I, I wanted to work in a career intentionally. That, um, I, like I said, my, my goals and my dreams was to make my small impact on the world. Um, and once, once my values changed... That's that's when this job didn't line up with my values anymore. Ah, so that's a really good distinction, though, I think, because that's what happens for people. I mean, and that's truly even a better way to say it, and I think a more accurate way to say it, because as you go through life, like everybody has stuff that causes them to change slightly right. and value stuff more like one thing versus another. I mean, that happened for me. We had little kids and all of a sudden, guess what? I valued completely different things than I did right. before, before a listen, I had kids. So yeah. I, I, and I think that's truly what happens. It's a little bit of a moving target too, in terms of what you, what you learn about and what you value. And as you learn about yourself and as you learn about, um, all those other things that go along with it. So great distinction. So you're, you're there, you realize that your values have shifted, mm -hmm. uh, the company no longer aligns. And then now, now you want to go to, uh, to something that's completely different. And you and I talked about from the beginning, you wanted to go to very likely a different city completely yeah. and even different state. And, then now, now you've actually, uh, you've done that. You've uh, been able to make that transition completely different city, completely different state. And I would say just knowing a little bit behind the scenes that it hasn't necessarily been easy. No. <laughs> <laughs> fair to say, right? Yes. Very fair to say. Um, okay. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so where, where did that start for you? Like when you started thinking about this uh, and when you started uh, we started working together and uh, you began making this transition. How were you thinking about what this transition would look like? So 
Um, one, this, um, for me, for me, this, uh, this transition has been, it's been like, it's, I think it's about a year and a half in the making. Um, I, and, um, you didn't, you didn't come into the picture until, um, until probably, um, probably halfway into that. Um, which uh, I think, I think you were the final, once, once I enlisted your services, you were the final push to actually, actually make it happen. So thank you for that. Yay. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it was about, about a year and a half ago. So one, um, the one, one challenge that I had was I, the, the job that I had was a very good job as you know, my parents would define a good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I'm super uh, curious. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. What I, what I mean by that is it, it was super stable. Um, and it was, even though it wasn't, like I said earlier, it wasn't sustainable. It was not something that I should give up lightly. Um, it's, it actually gave me the advantage of really thinking, thinking about where I was going to go to for my next career, which to be honest, I I think that was my first mistake in going into this career in the first place. One thing, one thing I learned from you, Scott is not every there, most, most jobs aren't going to be a good fit. It's like you have to, you have to pursue and look for the best job. That's a best fit for you and not just take something that's quote unquote a good job. Cause, um, yeah, that, that, um, otherwise you're going to spend several hours a day working at something that isn't optimal for you. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it was, it was a very, very long process and a lot of work. One, one of the biggest challenges that you remember is, um, my, my old job was very, very demanding and the type of, the type of job search that was required to find a really good job it took a lot of work. So it was like, it was like having two jobs. There's, I remember, I distinctly remember days where I called you. I was like, dude, I, I just worked, I just worked a 13 hour day, <laughs> like a crazy stressful 13 hour day. And, um, I'm just, just burnt out. Um, and that was, just, that was just my normal job, not even the actual dot job search. Yeah. And that was, that was interesting in itself because I remember talking to you at the beginning and, and you're like, (laughs) no, you don't understand. I, I'm working a lot. (laughs) I'm like, okay, all right. What does that, what does that look like? And you describe it to me and it's like, well, I'm going in at this time and I'm pretty much solid straight through. And, and that's one of the things that we ended up talking about too, is like, where is the time going to be coming from in order to, in order to actually make that happen? And then how do you focus on the most important things versus just anything in order to make uh, make the job change and make it in a, in a very effective way. And, um, I think you did a really, really nice job about that. So, uh, but it was a progression over time. So where did, where did that start for you and how did, how did you feel about, uh, about the process as you, as you jumped into it with really, really limited time? And then how did that progress for you as you went along? I think, I think the biggest thing, um, I think, I think you probably agree with me on this was just practice. Cause the reality, the reality is, things, things didn't go perfect every single week. Um, and, um, there, what, what we did for our job search was, um, it was 
it was a lot of work and there, there, there are certain weeks. They, I, I, I think the progression came from getting better at that job search from doing it every single week and learning how to prioritize. Prioritizing is huge. Basically learning every single week what worked most effectively and then focusing most of my limited time on what worked. And every single week it kind of progressed to more efficient, better, and it eventually started coming into getting opportunities like offers. And yeah, um, it it was, it, it didn't, I, I guess um, I would describe it as it wasn't like instant gratification because <laughs> the type of, the type of job search that we did, which is, it's how it has to work was you put, you put in a lot of work on the front end and the better opportunities come up on, on the back end. It wasn't like you put in an application and you get a call two weeks later. It was you put a lot, you lay the groundwork, you lay the foundation and then things start coming, opportunities start coming on, on the back end. And yeah, I think, I think the progression came in as uh, basically learning how to lay that foundation more efficiently and learning how to basically subtract everything that wasn't working. I think the foundation really started with being very, very clear about what you wanted, because we did a lot of work up front. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you did a lot of work, I guess I should say, up front to be able to really understand very clearly, hey, what what's in that great fit type category and what's not in that great fit type category? And I think the reality, like for me, looking at, at you and how you progressed, you probably could have gotten a job in like three weeks, but it wouldn't have been <laughs> close right. at all to what uh, what you what you wanted and what uh, what you figured out for yourself uh, about what you wanted. So um, help help people understand a little bit about what that process was like for for you in defining what it was that you wanted, especially as you had kind of these relevations about what you valued and how you you know, valued spending your time and all that stuff got meshed together. Definitely. Um, so. One, first off, how, how Scott's career coaching works is very, the very first thing he does is establishes what your strengths are and things, things like, so one, that, where your strengths are is basically, obviously, things that you're naturally good at that is implied in the word strength. Um, <laughs> but also, also, I think, I think um, tell me if you disagree with me, but I think, things that you're passionate about also align into strengths um, that it's, it's basically what, what Scott basically does is he tries to, he puts you through all these strength finder tests um, or I shouldn't say he, cause it's more than just happened to your careers more than just Scott. Um, but there's, they, they put you through these strength finding tests uh, and what they what they're doing is trying to identify a career that you will excel the most in. So um, something that is naturally good for you. So when you get into this career, you flourish as opposed to working against something, working against your weaknesses, I guess. So that, that's the, that's, that, that was the first step that we identified. And we kind of we developed a picture of the type of career that I would want to go after. And another thing, tell, tell me if you disagree with this. Some, some I learned, some I learned uh, for myself as as we're 
going through um, pursuing pursuing a career. At first, we had a very defined. I want to go after this. I, I had a very defined. I want to become a solar engineer. Um, but then, then I learned, even though um, is, um, solar is awesome, um, I, I learned that it's the analogy I use is like how how I date <laughs> how how I how I date people is I, I like to have I like to focus on like important things, but still keep it broad. Like I like to, I like to, um, if I'm going on a, out on a date with a girl, I like to have, she has to be, um, she has to be a very good person that challenges me to be a better person. Like that's a, that's a very important relationship quality for me. I, I don't like to have things like, Oh, if she doesn't like, if she doesn't like the 49ers, we, this ain't going to work. Because <laughs> if you have, if you have, um, if you have point, um, well, I would say like pointless dating standards like that, the, the thing that I fear about having standards like that is essentially I'll get to miss out on some, I'll, I'll probably miss out on some really awesome non 49er fans who could be a great person to date. And the same thing, same thing with a job. Like I, I, I think I learned to focus on what is really, really important in a job fit, but then be kind of open-minded about the things that aren't super important. One of the challenges is finding exactly what those important things are, which Scott helps a ton out with. And I think, I think that was the first stage of my, my career. So what what were those most important things for you, Eric? So the, so, um, eventually, eventually I developed a top three and one, one is a job that fits my values. So day to day, it was very important for me to work in a job where I felt like the work I was doing was contributing to my community was making the world a better place. Um, and my, my new job that it does that, it definitely fulfills that for me. Um, just talking over with them and basically look at, looking at they, when I was with the job, they're, they're showing me, they're showing me examples of, they, one, one of the things that really clicked for me was they're showing me this community in the Bay area where, yeah. uh, there was a, there's an explosion that caught that basically caught fire to some houses. And because in San Francisco, a lot of this particular community, the houses were very, very close together, which is, which is not up to fire code, yep. which yep. Um, when these houses were built, fire code was probably not even <laughs> fire code. Yeah. What? It probably, probably wasn't even <laughs> in existence at that time, but because they're so close together, a couple houses caught fire and it went from one house to the next that so spread like crazy, which made it much more difficult for the firefighters to fight this fire off. And it also caused much more damage and probably killed more people because of it. So knowing that my job has a direct influence on things like that is very fulfilling to me. And I feel like, I feel like it's very contributing to the community. So one, a job that fits my values Two, a job, a job that is life sustaining. Um, and that's, that's a very broad category for me. So let me define it a little bit. So life sustaining, Part of it is to one make sure that I'm not starving to death. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's a plus. Uh, yeah, and uh, but also doing the things that I want to do with my life, um, doing things like effective altruism. Um, doing it enables me to live the life that I want to live. 
Um, and well, and at the same time, you also like to go to concerts and right. uh, <laughs> you've got a thing for vinyl and yes. Um, and yeah, love, love music, all, all those things. Um, so, and it's, it's, um, yeah, it's basically a, a job that enables me to live the life that I want to live. And it's, I think, I think that this particular one's one that's always evolving for me because there's like, it can't, that can't be perfect. Cause if, if I had hundred percent the life that I want to live, I'd be like, I'll work, um, 10 hours a week and, um, just, and make a million dollars. Like they, you have to, you have to be, you have to be realistic with it. Um, and make basically prioritize things and make sacrifices of the, of the things that are less important. Um, so that's, that's number two. Um, would you say that's pretty clear? Yeah. And okay. I, and I would say too, that like whatever, um, whatever your, I mean, your ideal lifestyle is going to be different than Eric's here, but, uh, whatever it is, it becomes a progression too. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to work 10 hours a week and you want to make, you know, $1.7 million a year, um, there are ways to do that. Uh, and lining that up with uh, with your other values and things along those lines like that is a possibility it may not happen in five months necessarily but right. you know if if that's what you, if that's what you're after like there are there are certainly ways to to make that happen good good caveat um that's, that's another thing that scott teaches you is how to how to think how to, the possibilities are endless um yeah that's that's he teaches you to think that way, um, which I'm still working on. <laughs> um, <laughs> no worries, man. Like what you have already done is down, downright amazing. And, um, and so these, these two categories, like far and away compared to most of the, most people, most of the, most of the planet, I would say, um, you know, this is far more intentional than what most people are looking at their career. So I'm curious what, uh, what the third one is for you and help everybody understand that. Number, number three for me is, uh, is a work culture, um, is a work culture and specifically for my bent. And I know this isn't for everybody, but my bent is definitely a progressive type work culture. Um, and my current, my current job, it's, it's, a it's, a, the work culture there is a, on scale of one to 10, the, my current job is, it looks to me like it's going to be like an 11. Um, they, they flew me out there for three days to basically check it out. And it, the, I, I've, I didn't, I honestly didn't even know that companies like this existed. It, I was very, <laughs> very, very impressed. Well, we with, had that conversation too, right? Yeah. Um, you're like, okay, so if you say that, you know, these types of things are out there, then I guess I'll trust you. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. And, um, yeah, lo and behold, it, it came to be true. Like there, so, um, the, the biggest, the biggest thing about, so when I say progressive company culture, I think, I think what I mean by that is, um, think, thinking about things that not having like company norms for, for no reason, I guess. Um, so like, I don't know, and this is just me personally. Um, it, it may it may fit different for other people, but not not having to wear a suit and tie to work just because you're supposed to wear a suit and tie to work, or you know, um, basically, basically like work cultures that are on. on I, I would define a progressive work culture as employee centered work culture. 
like where management has a mentality that it's management's duty to make employees want to stay. And I know that's a heavy, 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 heavy burden to put on management. Um, but that when management has that mentality, it makes companies a great place to work at as opposed to companies where management says you're, it's your, your duty is to serve us. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, yeah, totally. And, and I, I mean, it's kind of the only thing, right? Really? Uh, when you get down to it, uh, yes. but sadly, so few companies actually do that too. Um, but it's almost like, uh, a good, good example is like healthcare, the customer service in healthcare. Like when you go to the doctor or something along mm-hmm. those lines is horrific. Like they, uh, they treat you like you have to be there and you have to tolerate it and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and you kind of do because there's not too many alternatives out there to some degree. Um, but it's kind of the same thing in in uh, the average company, average corporation. Uh, they look at it like they're doing you a favor or something for giving you this job. Yes. And it really doesn't have to be that way. And then more and more and more, too, the progression is is heading the other way. Like the company that you've just joined, where they look at it as, hey, look, it's our responsibility to make sure that you're set up for success, that you're happy, that you're you're, you're having a good time here, that you're, uh, you know, got what you need to be able to serve the company well. So, yeah. And yeah. I kind of I want to talk about how this, my, my new company, how how, how that, what I just described specifically looks for them. Um, I think, I think it, I think it starts at the top down. Um, so I heard a lot of, um, so I met pretty much all my coworkers when they flew me out there. First of all, um, just the, just the idea that after I interviewed with them, they flew me out for three days basically to see if I liked it. (laughs) And, oh, and they're also, they're also, that's not completely it. They're also seeing if I would be a good fit for the organization as well. Cause Part of, part of their business structure is they, the f- number one thing that they look for in hiring people is good people, um, people that would be a fit in this culture. And it's, it's a very family type of atmosphere. The, I've heard a, a lot of coworkers describe the owner who works very, very closely with everybody. As a matter of fact, all the, all the engineers there, all the people there, uh, who are doing work there get training specifically from the owner, which is, um, which is awesome. But they, he's, I heard a lot of people say that, um, he, um, he never, he never had kids. So all of, all of the workers at the company I'm going to work at is, is, are, they're basically like his children. Awesome. And I've just from, just from talking with him, um, even, even in the, um, even in the, offer process, the negotiation process, all those things. Like he, he was very, 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 very caring. He was very much, um, first thing he said, like, Eric, you have to, you have to, you have to make this decision for you. Like you don't worry about us. We'll be, we'll be okay. You have to make sure you're happy with this. And that just that mentality, um, it just, it just rang through this company that they care. They care about, you, they care about the employees and they, they care about the the work atmosphere being like a family. And that, um, that of course, I, I know, I know going in, that doesn't mean I'm gonna be able, Hey, Hey, um, Hey guys, I know you really care about me, so I don't have to do a lot of work. <laughs> like I know, I know it's not like that. I know it's, it's going to be, 
I'm going to be a part of this family and I got, I got to pitch in and, um, bust my butt to make this company that I love, um, be great. I have, I have to put, I have to put in the work and I have to grind in. I, I like it like that. I think it's, we're, we're all, we all have this goal and we're pursuing it all together. And that's, I'm, I'm really ecstatic about that work culture that I'm about to be a part of. That's, that's really cool. And knowing you, I, I don't think you would have it any other way. <laughs> right. Another, uh, another thing to, I've, I've talked about this a lot, but another yeah. thing I want to touch on that I noticed is it's not competitive there at all there. And that's crazy to me. It's not like, it's not like, um, all the, all the people there are like trying to best the other, their other employees to, to make sure you get that promotion. It, there's not a mentality of that. It's, um, now nah, we're all in this together let's we're, we're all going to um, focus on our, what our strengths are and contribute to this comp- company in our own way. It's not about besting the other person. It's working on a team and pushing, uh, pushing this company forward, which is awesome. That's really, really cool. And I, I want to ask you a little bit about, you know, now that, now that you're here, as you're looking back, and you've you've you're about to join this company that you're absolutely ecstatic about. What do you think worked the best for you? What were the two or three things for you that allowed you to get here? Other than um, you know, you did a great job up front, really defining what it was that you wanted in the first place, and being open to different types of possibilities that really aligned with those most important things. The we're going to call it the uh, the Eric Murphy dating dating theory. <laughs> but uh, but aside from that, like going from you know point A to point uh, Z over here, what were the two or three things that you think were most effective that you would love to pass on to some other people? So the, so. Um are you talking about, are you talking about specific job search tech, uh, techniques or are you talking about an overall outlook or either one? Either one, either one, whatever you think is, uh, was most effective for you or a combination of. Are, are you okay with me sharing some of the secrets? Of course, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, okay. that's why we do this is we want to share as much as possible. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, so one, I guess, I guess I'll give, uh, one, like a, like one answer that's like an overall um, philosophy to, to, for job searching. And I think, I think the number one thing is being intentional about your job search, not just I touched on it earlier, but not just taking a job that is, Oh, it's a, it's a good job, but like being intentional of this, this whole career thing, I'm going to spend a lot of time doing it and it's pretty important with my life. So I need to find a job that really, really fits me and I need to find out what that is. And I need to be intentional with every single one of my, moves to make this career happen. <clears throat> so that's, that's number one, two, the, the actual, as far as the technique that worked the best in making that happen was, um, was basically, um, cold calling a bunch of, a bunch of companies, um, and essentially saying, Hey, uh, there, I, I would call, I would call them and there, a lot of companies would have a dial by name directory and, I would find like a, like a director or manager on LinkedIn and I would cold call them until, until they picked up their phone and basically say, Hey, my name's Eric. I'm, I'm a, I'm an engineer 
And I'm currently wanting to make a job transition into, into, um, into a field like yours. And I was wondering if you would had 15 minutes or so to basically have, to basically give me any advice on how to make that job transition or any advice on just careers in general. And it, it doesn't have to be now, but we could schedule it. And almost every time they, they said yes. And we had this conversation. And after the conversation, I would follow up. I'd get a lot of very valuable information from them. And after the conversation, I would follow up and say, hey, um, can, I, can I keep your contact and just follow up with you periodically on my journey? And they pretty much always said yes. And what happened was I developed a network of people from, from doing that. And when I would apply for jobs, I had, <clears throat> I had the ability to get my resume out of the stack and basically, basically, basically towards the top because they, they knew who I was. And that was, that was probably, that was probably the most effective technique into making this job transition happen. Well, and it seemed like doing that. And by the way, should just to help help everybody, all the HDYCers that are listening to this realize that you know your your job search and how you went about this was tailored to um, your strengths and also what your what your situation was and what you were after. So there's different different certainly different methods that you can use, and you should use the right ones that are going to be most effective for you. But this one, you know, knowing that you were wanting to move out of city. Um, you wanted to be able to move into a very, very specific set uh, of roles. You didn't have any experience in the industry that you mm-hmm. were interested in moving to. Um, you had you had some non-industry experience. Um, so all, all those odds going against you, you know, this uh, you ended up using this approach, and and I thought it was really, really effective for you, based on based on who you are too. At the same time, now. What was really interesting out of that for me is you, you accumulated like this massive amount of contact information and people who would pick up your phone call or answer your email or or whatever else, right? Yeah, um, it was it was really cool. Um, <clears throat> there, of so so many so many contacts that I would like lose <laughs> contacts, <laughs> and, but. Yeah, that, that that was very cool. I kind of developed a mini network for myself, um, and it gave me the ability to learn learn about a lot of companies too. Like like I said, I was I was interested in solar, and what I found was what I found towards the end, um, which I, I didn't exactly go into solar. One was there are other companies that fit this serving the community aspect that I wanted in a job. Um, but two, even there, there's some solar, even though there were solar companies, they didn't exactly fit what I wanted to do. Um, there, and they're definitely great solar companies that I'm sure would fit what I wanted to do. But some of them were, uh, there, there are a couple of solar companies that were, Hey, you know, it's solar and that's awesome, but it's still pretty much just like a regular job, um, which wasn't what I was looking for. And I got to, I got to learn that from getting this network and talking to people and making all these contacts. So that was very, 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 very useful. And that's also how I got the current, current job that I have. 
So here's another question for you yes. and kind of, kind of wrapping it up here because you know, I, I truly believe that if you wanted to, you could have gone and gotten a job, probably, you know, probably a decent job, probably a good job, what you called yeah. a good job before. <laughs> yes. um, I, I love the tone how you said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you probably could have done that in, in like four to six weeks ish, you know, not, not counting back and forth for offer time and whatever else, like probably gotten a, a job offer or two at that time frame. I believe, you know, ha- having worked with you, I believe that you could have done that. Um, this took longer than that. Yes. But, yeah. And so looking back, I guess the question would be, was it worth it taking that type of approach? And and if it was for you, and I suspect I know the answer just working with you, but if so, why? Why was that worth it? So um so I think I think I'm gonna look back at this decision and say that this was one of those decisions that was like the best decision of my life, you know. Um I, th- this is, I think this is going to be one of those pivotal decisions. And there's going to be a couple like that in my life. Like, you know, the girl you marry or the, the spouse that you marry uh, or, you know, whatever, whatever, what have you. But I, I think this decision that I made, I'm going to look back and say that. So for something that's that special um, to me, like, any amount of work is totally worth it. And it wasn't that much. It wasn't that much worth it. Work it was a couple months. Um, so a couple months of work for something like that is absolutely 10,000, 10,000% worth it. Um, and there, I apologize, but there's a part two to that question that, um, that, um, I admit I forgot about. Sorry about that. Scott. No, I was, I was just uh, curious as to if, if you did think it was worth it and, why did you, why did you really think that's worth it? And he really kind of answered that too. Oh, awesome. And you know, I, it, it's oh, so, Oh, go ahead. I, I remember, I remember what I, what I wanted to say to it. Um, the reason, the reason why I think it was worth it was, um, it's straight. It's cause it's such a, it's such a big thing in your life. <laughs> like where, where you work, what you do is, um, it's like, and that's, that's, that was some folly that I had right out of college was I had this image of, I just need a job that where I could support a family and, um, just support my lifestyle. And it doesn't matter what the job is. As long as I'm saying that my job, it's all good. But I learned that whole, holy crap, you spend, you spend well over most of your life here. And a lot of your listeners are probably thinking, duh, like, come on, <laughs> thanks for that, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I wasn't thinking like that going, going into it. And the reason, the reason why it's worth it is because it's your career is such a, such a big thing. It has such a massive impact on your life. So, uh, making sure that it's a good fit, a good career is, um, very important. If this is not your first episode of the happened to your career podcast, you've probably heard somebody on here that their first step to work that they absolutely love that fits their strengths and they're excited about was going through our free eight day mini course to figure out what fits you. And we've had now well over 30,000 people have that as their beginning step to identifying what they want in their lives. And you can do the exact same thing. 
And if you're interested in that, it asks some really amazing questions to get you started in becoming clear on what you want and what you need in your career. And it's a great way to kick it off and determine what is most important for you moving forward. You can learn what you're great at so you can stop wasting time in your job and start working in your career. Uh, Even identify some of the internal blockages that are keeping you from fulfilling work and wealth and career success and begin narrowing down what you should be doing for work that's fulfilling to you. All you have to do is go to figureitout.co, that's figureitout.co, and get started today. Enter your email and voila, we'll send you the very first lesson. Head on over there, figureitout.co. Or you can text HAPPEN to 44222. That's H-A-P-P-E-N to 44222. Passion and contribution are focused in very different directions. Passion is all about me and contribution is all about other people. I really don't think that professionals care about passion. All that and plenty more next week right here on Happen to Your Career. Make sure that you don't miss it. And if you haven't already, click subscribe on your podcast player so that you can download this podcast in your sleep and you get it automatically even the bonus episodes every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. Until next week, adios. I'm out. Yeah, you are, first of all, an avid 49ers fan, and yes. we almost couldn't be friends because of that. But, oh, well, I mean, it's at this point, the 49ers Seahawks rivalry isn't much of a rivalry anymore. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you guys just feel bad for us. So <laughs> this is yeah. true. This is maybe, true. Maybe that makes it easier. <laughs> yeah, it does for me. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't for me. Just so you know. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm.